Hey guys, welcome to the Youth Fitness Podcast. Topics on youth fitness with a focus on doing what's best for kids. Brought to you by the Martin Family, the developers of the Brand X Method, and the Athlete Coach Network. Welcome to the Athlete Coach Network, a new connection-based training platform that breaks down regional barriers and connects coaches and athletes anytime, anywhere. You're an athlete and love to push yourself. Who's guiding you? As an athlete, you can filter and search our library to find the perfect coach or sign up for a membership to get video feedback and comments from our coaches all over the world. As a coach, you can set up your profile and advertise your credentials, set your own price for video reviews, or direct messaging to ensure your rates reflects the value of your time. Welcome to the Athlete Coach Network, and welcome to the future of sports coaching. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Youth Fitness Podcast. We're going to do a U18 here today, and today we're going to share some more stories. We've done one of these in the past, and we got some good reviews on it. So we just wanted to share some more stories and then some things that you guys can take away from those stories and hopefully give you guys some tips and a, and a laugh at the same time. So uh, I'm going to kick things off and uh, tell you guys a quick story about uh, one of my preschoolers in my preschool class. Preschoolers were my favorite to teach, three to five years old, just because funny stuff happened every single class. <laughs> they were hilarious all the time. And uh, some weird things happened along the way. And it was always a good time and always, always a good laugh. We had one child in our class, a young boy who always showed up and, and it was always, there was always something that was going on. And I'll tell you guys a, a, an additional story to this that led us to talking to parents about prepping the children before coming to class and making sure that they were ready for class before bringing them to the, uh, the box. So one day we had, we had the kid come in and, and we had up on the board, prepare portion of the class was uh, press up the sky. So we were focusing on pressing up the sky, you know, strong shoulders and, and pressing up through our shoulders. And then we, we went into the portion of the, uh, the workout and we were doing, you know, climbing over some, some objects. And I kind of noticed that he was moving differently than he normally does. He was trying to keep his legs straight as he was moving through the obstacle course, which doesn't really work effectively. Um, and then I noticed there was some like weird noises and they weren't coming from him necessarily, but they were coming from around him. I was kind of sounded like tape that was breaking. And so I got, I got kind of curious about that and was trying to tell him that he could bend his knees and he just wasn't, wasn't having it. Uh, and we got into the, uh, play portion of the workout where, you know, we were doing duck, duck, goose, and we were running around in a circle. And then you got to come into the center and do three squats. And so my curiosity was already peaked at this point. I was like, all right, this kid's going to come into the center. He's going to have to bend his knees because how else are you going to squat? And uh, so he, he, you know, we play a few rounds and finally he's up and he gets out and he goes into the center and he does maybe an eighth of a squat and stands up. And so I tell him to look at me and to copy me. And so I squat all the way down. And uh, mind you, I checked to make sure that he wasn't in pain. I was looking at his face and making sure that he wasn't in any pain going through the range of motion. Uh, and it wasn't anything like that. So he starts copying me and he gets to about that eighth of a squat position and then stands up again. And so I go, okay, one more time, we're going to try and squat all the way down. And he goes to the eighth of a squat position and then goes a little bit further. And I hear snapping of the tape 
And so at that point, I'm really curious and I, I bring him over to his, uh, his dad and uh, I ask him, you know, hey, what's been going on with this kid? Uh, he hasn't been able to squat today. He's kind of been moving weird. And he goes, oh, I don't know. And the kid, he just immediately goes, oh, it's because I brought my sword. And I'm like, what? He had taped a plastic sword down his leg, the length of his leg, and put his sweatpants <laughs> on over his over the sword and had attached it to his leg. So he had brought his weapon to class with him and taped, <laughs> taped it down his entire leg. What kind of tape though? It was like scotch tape. Yeah. So it wasn't even tape that would work to hold it in place. So he was actually doing a pretty good job keeping it in place by uh, moving weirdly. So that was a funny story. Uh, that same kid, not, not even a month later, his dad told him, okay, we're going to go to class and we're going to get into the car. So he goes and he gets into the car and this kid was old enough at this point where he could buckle himself into the car and kind of get himself ready. So he went into the garage and he got in the car and he waited for his dad. Well, his dad comes out and they make their way all the way to class. And I had set up, you know, was setting up the class and his dad runs up to me and goes, Hey, uh, we drove all the way here and, uh, I had told him to go get in the car, but, uh, I didn't, you know, check to make sure that he was ready before class and he's not wearing any pants. So he had literally gotten home from school that day and just uh, dropped trowel. He was walking around in his, his little briefs and his t-shirt. Dad told him to go get in the car. Didn't tell him what it was for. So he listened to his dad. He was a very good listener, went and got in the car and buckled himself in. He was all ready to go, but didn't bring any pants that day. So <laughs> both of those stories led us to making sure that we were uh, prepping the parents and making sure that they were ready to bring their kids to class. Just a couple of funny stories from me for... Uh, preschool age group. Well, I'll go next. So I'm going to tell a story about one of our kids. It's, uh, he was on one of our last podcasts, the one that we told stories here. It was Connor. Connor loved CrossFit right from the start. He was he was one of those kids that just, like, he took to it. It became his focus and his sport. And I remember when he was uh, 12 years old, and we went to a to a seminar that was at uh, Coach Mike Bergner's gym. And at the highlight of that seminar was going to be a challenge between uh, Josh Everett and and uh, Greg Amundsen. And they were going to do Fran. Fran, for anybody who doesn't know, is a 21, uh, 15, 9 reps of thrusters, which is a front squat and a press overhead, and pull-ups. And these were the two best guys at this in the world. And uh, they went head-to-head. And I think at the end of it, Greg Amundsen did it in two minutes and 47 seconds, and Josh did it in two minutes and 35 seconds, I believe. Well, four years later, Connor's just turned 16, and he says to me, I want to do Fran. I think I can break three minutes. And I said, okay, so let's go to school, go to the gym. We went to the gym, set up the camera. Three, two, one, go. Connor gets through the reps of 21, he starts into the reps of 15, and he just all of a sudden stops and walks off. And so we had a, a coaching moment, went up to him and said, what's going on? He said, I don't, I don't stop feeling it. It's just don't feel right. And I said, well, so as a coach, I said to him, look, you know, we don't quit anything. So if we start something, we always go through and always finish it. So the clock is still on. You can go back over and just finish the, finish the workout. And he said, no, we had back and forth. He said, no, I want to turn it off. I'm going to do it over again. So I said, well, okay. And so he turned the clock off and about uh, 30 minutes later, he came back, okay, dad, I'm ready to, ready to go. So we turned the, the timer back on, three, two, one, go. He starts and I'm counting for him and something distracted me. And 
he he went through the whole workout and he went through the whole workout and he finished and he finished under three minutes, which was amazing. And uh, then he went and he looked at the film and about 15 minutes later, he came up to me and he said, I did too many reps in the round of 15. I did 18 reps of both pull-ups and, and thrusters. And so I, I looked at the video and, it, and he was right. I said, well, you came in, you did more work than Fran and you came in under three minutes. He said, I know, but I didn't do Fran. So he and I went back and forth and there was some discussion and he said, I want to do Fran. I said, well, I don't think it's a good idea. And he said, I want to do it. He said, okay. And so 30 minutes later, he set up the camera. We set up the camera again. He went through it, uh, 21.15.9, and he finished in 2 minutes and 30 seconds, which was you know, amazing for a 16-year-old at that point in time. And still is. Still is amazing for a 16-year-old. And so he did Not Fran, Kind of Fran, and Fran, all within about two hours, beating some of the best in the world, the 16-year-old being some of the best times in the world at it. And really the, uh, the takeaway there is, first of all, as a coach and as a parent, you know, don't be afraid to to uh, give your kids the hard lesson. Like, look, we don't walk away from things. We start things, we finish things, and and that's a lesson that they can take not just from the gym but out into the rest of their lives in the real world. And the second lesson there is don't trust your dad to count reps. I think is <laughs> the thing we want to take away from that. What about you, Mickey? I thought you had a second story, but I'm good. The first thing is more of a like a public service announcement, and that is <laughs> that is about Band-Aid awareness. And I found this out early on working with kids. I had a little girl, I'll call her Band-Aid girl, who every time she came to class, she would point to a location on her perfect skin that had no cuts, blemishes, scratches, or anything, and say, I need a Band-Aid. My daughter does that, too. <laughs> And the thing about Band-Aid awareness is that you must understand that you must address it. You must address it immediately, and it's contagious. So as soon as we get a Band-Aid for somebody, the entire rest of the class will wait till you return with a Band-Aid and you're ready to start class to also request a Band-Aid. The stories I want to tell in addition to that are really about movement exposure and how that plays into everything you do when you're working with it. Kids either who just have had none or very young kids who have had less because of their age. The first one, everybody's seen pillowcase races, or sometimes people call them sack races. They use old feed sacks, burlap sacks. But it's the standard, stick your bare feet or socked feet into a pillowcase and hop to a cone, around the cone, and come back. It's just a you know race setup. We did that a lot. We wore out several... Um, burlap sacks, and then we switched to sturdier flannel pillowcases, which eventually wore out as well. We had a little girl come in, younger, just moving from the preschool class into the kids' class, and not having seen this before. So the culture is always very experimental and, and fine and welcoming and warm, and nobody's making fun of each other. So this was fantastic that it happened in that kind of environment. But she came in. <laughs> And didn't know. I mean, we, we describe what we're going to do, but it's not always uh, something someone's done before, so they have their own version. And she came in, stuck her feet in the pillowcase, three, two, one, go. And she, instead of hopping, walked <laughs> with two feet as fast as she could. <laughs> and she also wadded up the side of the pillowcase and grabbed it in her fist in, in two hands on one side and instead of hands on either side. And it was the most adorable interpretation of what everybody saw as sack races. 
but she figured her way around it. She she applied what she knew how to do. She got down there. She circled that cone, I don't know, five times, walking as fast as she could, and then came all the way back. And it was yeah. it was beautiful. Everybody was totally accepting. Yay. You know, she, she did a great job. But we, it's, we actually have that up on our Instagram account. We do, because it's just such a, such a cute interpretation of the task. Another example of that is we do a limbo once in a while. We'll do like a, a movement buy-in. So you might do three squats and two push-ups. Sometimes we do a cross-curricular version where we say, give me an addition problem. Name the capital of a state. We'll, we'll add other elements. But in this case, we were just coming up doing our uh, exercises and then back bending or limboing under a PVC pipe held by two trainers with some cool music going on. And we had a young man who'd never been to class before. I think he'd come in with a friend. So he was trying out class and he came up and just decided, I think, that he was not going to be able to limbo, even though we we're starting pretty high and did the most beautiful standing jump right over the limbo pole. <laughs> Just jumped right over it instead of limboing because he knew he could do that or felt more comfortable doing that than trying to be flexible. So the message there is just be aware that kids based on their movement exposure or their confidence level are going to throw out their things you've never seen before and just having a welcoming environment to that kind of difference that it's okay that somebody did something different and that nobody gets upset about it is Really the key there. I love it. I love the U18 stories. <laughs> Just a quick one for you guys. Hopefully it gave you a laugh and some takeaways on some uh, things that you can do inside of your class to help set you up for success. Youth need great coaches now more than ever. Brand X has dedicated themselves to doing what is best for kids for over two decades and now offers mentoring, education, programming, and resources in one smart package to empower coaches to efficiently deliver world-class youth programs. Check out their plug-and-play options and join the BrandX family today. You plus BrandX equals youth program success. That was the Youth Fitness Podcast, topics on youth fitness with focus on doing what's best for kids. Brought to you by the Martin family, the developers of the Brand X Method and the Athlete Coach Network. We hope you guys enjoyed that episode and you listen for more.